Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to stand out on social media and be seen as the experts that they really are. The latest updates and trends from the social media space presented by me, your social media strategist and coach. Now, let's get started. Let's Talk Socials. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. In my 2024 trend forecast episode, I mentioned one concept that I think will be really big in 2024 because it has already been really, really big in the past few years and it just aligns perfectly with what customers and social media users are currently craving to see from brands and that is user-generated content or UGC. In this episode, you'll learn what UGC is, why it is important, why it works so well, and of course, most importantly, how you can get more of it for your brand. So what is UGC? And I apologize in advance because I will probably say UGC a million times in this episode, and I will probably also say UGC content, which is wrong because obviously UGC already means user-generated content. Apologies in advance, my brain simply sometimes does not comprehend this abbreviation. Anyways, what is UGC? UGC is content that is created by users or existing customers and is based on their experience and opinions about your brand, and products or services. The big difference between user-generated content and let's say content created by influencers is that it's usually unpaid or unsponsored, which is also why it's so cool. Because it's real, it's authentic, and it's most importantly credible. It's basically like a review or a testimonial in the format of social media content that someone, usually a customer, creates about your brand. In the broader sense, you could also say that, you know, reviews, testimonials, blog posts, YouTube videos, that they are also UGC, and I would have to agree with that. But for this specific episode, I just want to focus on content that lives on the classic social media channels like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, all of those. So as an example, think of a post that someone makes on you know their own social media account where they highlight, for example, the best skincare products they have tested this year and on one of the slides or in their video, they talk about one of your products that would then be considered UGC. So why do we need that? Why do we need UGC on our socials as a brand? Well, as I mentioned before, the really cool thing about UGC is that it's not something that you create as the brand, but it's something that your customers make about the products or services that you sell, which means that First of all, they express their own opinion and their experience with your brand. And what is most important is that they do this in their own words and in their own way, which is obviously really valuable because this is something that marketers quite often struggle with, you know, like talking to their audience in their own language, in the language that their audience speaks. And this is obviously also why we always say, you know, like you need to know your target audience and you need to know how they express their pain points, their desires, all that kind of stuff. So if we can 
have someone of the target audience express all that in the content, it's obviously much easier for other people to connect to that kind of content and understand the message. So as you can see, if a customer makes this type of content for us, we make sure that they speak that language that we always try to nail as marketers and it just makes it much easier. A second aspect of having customers create UGC is that it simply puts your brand on the radar of new audiences when your existing audience posts about your products and their experience. So think of someone who like reviews products for fun as a hobby on their page and someone else who has never heard of your products before comes across them through that customer created video and they give you a follow perfect now you have a new person in your pool of people who are potentially interested in purchasing your products a third aspect of why ugc works so well is that it shows your potential customers that other people love this brand and and that obviously creates trust and it can give them, you know, a final push over the finish line to actually make a purchase rather than just lurk around on your profile and consume your content. It's this feeling of, wow, if everyone else loves this brand, then uh, yeah, I will probably love it as well. So I should probably give it a try. And you can obviously say, you know, like we have 500,000 happy customers, but in this day and age, these numbers are easily faked and... People simply don't trust brands as much anymore as they used to. I've actually found a study that says 79% of people say UGC highly impacts their purchase decision and they find it almost 10 times more impactful than influencer content when making a purchase decision. And obviously I mentioned before that UGC is usually unpaid, it's unsponsored. So if people find... UGC more impactful than influencer marketing, it's also a nice thing for your budget as a maybe smaller business because it is more impactful and it costs you less money. And we like that as marketers. And lastly, it also creates a sense of community and it helps with brand loyalty. A perfect example of how UGC can work for a brand is actually Taylor Swift. I've talked about her in previous episodes. <laughs> if you followed me on Instagram, you know that in 2023, I have become a Swifty, which to be honest, I didn't expect, but now I am one and now I'm not looking back anymore, ever again. Anyways, um, you're not interested in me being a Swifty. You want to know about UGC. So one of the things that her brand account, which is called Taylor Nation, does very well is Whenever she has a concert or she appears somewhere, they ask fans to post about their experience. So they want them to share their tour outfits, their selfies, about their experience. And they want them to use a specific hashtag that they then, after the concert, feature or used to feature these posts on their stories or on their account. So now imagine you are a huge fan of someone, a singer, a band, actor, whatever, and your stuff gets reposted to their page. It's like, wow, they have noticed me, like, amazing. And there are so many videos on TikTok or Instagram as well where fans react to being shared 
onto that page. And it's not even Taylor's personal Instagram page. It's like her brand page where they just, you know, talk about what she does and what she's up to. But people go crazy <laughs> for these reshares. And it's just, it, it just goes to show that it can be a really great moment for uh, fans, something very memorable and at the same time, it also makes them feel like they are part of a bigger community. So as I mentioned, there are these videos where people react to being featured. So it's kind of this like never ending spiral of content that is being created of this one single moment. And yeah, again, that is how you stay consistent on social media. You just have content coming all the time. But yeah, it's just amazing how how people feel so special when they get featured on these pages and how they become more loyal even to someone that they already love through little marketing actions like this. And I've also already mentioned this in the trend forecast episode, but all of these reasons contribute to the fact that we've seen a big increase in UGC being used for paid ads as well. And the thing is UGC is great for organic marketing, but it's even better in paid ads. Why? Because it simply doesn't feel like an ad and it, ju it just seems like this video or this image appears or lives in the feed like all the other posts. So it does really well for paid marketing strategies. That just as a side note, but if you want to dive deeper into what makes a good ad campaign, I would highly recommend listening to episode number 70, where I broke down the Zedan Cider campaign that I worked on last year, because to a certain extent, we have also leveraged our customers in that campaign. Okay, so now we know why we want to have plenty of UGC, or at least I hope I could, could show you why it's good to have UGC. But now we face the real challenge. How can we get our customers to create it and share it with us? How can we do that? Obviously, you can hire specific UGC creators to make this content for you. There are some amazing creators out there who make fantastic videos or fantastic kind of UGC content, which to be honest is usually video content. But in this episode, I want to focus specifically on how you can get this content from your real customers rather than paying someone to create this content for you. Because I noticed a lot of people that listen to this podcast are smaller businesses, so you might not have a huge budget to pay someone to create content for you. And even if you have the budget, it's always good to have content that comes directly from your customers because it's still different than paying someone to create the content for you. It's obviously great to go out and pay someone to make this content for you because obviously they are specialists, they know how to make this type of content and you'll probably get a much higher quality result. You know, they also have the tech, they have the skills compared to if you'd get a video that is created by a real customer. But then again, you know, People nowadays are quite good at creating content, even if they don't do it for a living. So that is one thing. And again, a real customer is a real customer. And it's just so much more credible and authentic if they talk about their experience and their opinion than, you know, someone that you pay to create a video. So as I mentioned before, if you use UGC in your paid ads, you might want to use a UGC creator because... It needs to be more high quality because you're obviously also putting money behind this content. But if it's more for your organic social media, 
then I would personally always go for the customer. Or like in an ideal world, you'll probably do both. <laughs> Get customer content and pay uh, UGC creators. Okay, back to the question, how can we get our customers to give us content or make content for us? The first and probably most important point is ask them and you shall receive. People are not just going to wake up one morning and decide to make content for your brand. It's not going to happen. You need to ask them either directly through something like a post-purchase email or on your packaging or on your socials. What I really love when it comes to great packaging is when you have these like thank you cards where it says something like thank you for your order. Um, it helps us as a small business if you review us or you know like use this particular hashtag when you talk about us. These are really small details that can make a big difference on your socials and I think I talked about it in other episodes as well. One of the best ways to grow your socials is to also market your socials outside of social media. So, you know, put it on flyers, put it on other marketing materials and refer back to your socials. The reason why I particularly like email marketing in this scenario, though, is that you can create automations that send out emails to ask for testimonials or UGC after, let's say, 10 days after the purchase. Or you can only send these emails to people who have purchased at least three times from you or you know you just set it up once you may might want to review it every few months to make sure it's all okay but you know basically you don't have to consistently manually send out emails and that is what I think a really good use of your time and it means that you hopefully get content from your clients from your customers on autopilot asking on your socials is great as well but you obviously need to consistently monitor what is coming in. And it might be a bit more difficult, at least more labor intensive to collect all of that content and to sort it. Pro tip, most people are lazy and they don't do things if they don't get something out of it. So I would always recommend offering them some sort of incentive that can be a small discount code for their next purchase, you know, a special deal like buy three, get one for free or, you know, buy this and get that for free. These kind of uh, special deals always work nicely. And again, this is why I like email marketing in this context, because you can have these specific email codes, uh, discount codes in your emails and it's much easier to track as well. Another important point here that I kind of mentioned with the Taylor Swift example already, celebrate the customers that get you UGC, you know, like show them on your socials, show them how much you love when they create their content and, and just appreciate them because people live for that kind of stuff, you know, show them that you appreciate that they're doing this for your brand, which again creates brand loyalty. Another aspect that I think is really important or another strategy that you can use are branded hashtags. They're great because obviously they're public. You can, everyone can see what's being posted. And that's great, obviously, if the feedback is positive. Um, you cannot filter what gets posted on these. But um, I, I would say the risk is relatively low that 
there is a whole backlash on these branded hashtags. But it can obviously happen. But the risk that you run either way is that people talk about your products, whether you're watching their content or not. So you might as well give them a branded hashtag so that they can talk about your products and you can find when they are talking about it. I think actually branded hashtags are a really funny concept because they're often mentioned in Instaguru posts where they talk about how you can grow your Instagram as one of the effective strategies or as like an explainer of how you can use hashtags these days. Um, And I have to say, I would never recommend to my clients to use branded hashtags for those purposes, at least, because let's be honest, if you're a smaller business, nobody will know about this hashtag and nobody's actively going to look for this hashtag. So, you know, use it for those occasions when you want to grab UGC from your customers or, you know, when you want to animate your customers to post about you. But don't expect people to go looking for these hashtags or to get crazy reach from a branded hashtag. And with branded hashtags, obviously, you also have to remind your customers to share their content as they might not be aware that it exists or they forgot what the hashtag actually was. You can either do this in an evergreen way, like I mentioned before, on your packaging, in your emails, on your website or like on your order confirmations. Or you can do a seasonal contest or giveaway. They are great ways to actively prompt people to make content. And again, you can do this through your socials or through your email marketing. What I like about the social aspect of it is that it's obviously more public and it can increase your reach at the same time. With email, on the other hand, that I mentioned before as well, is you have more possibilities to include incentives And you can filter first which content goes out to the public. But then again, you don't have that reach aspect. So you'll always need to first decide what is most important to you and why you want this content. So what you could do is you could, for example, run a giveaway for, let's say, some of your products in exchange for the best user-generated content. You could say... You know, in the next five days, you will be keeping an extra eye on the branded hashtag for your business. It's X, Y, Z. And you will then be selecting the best post about this specific product. As a side note, this could be a product that you have recently launched, maybe, or one of your best sellers or just any product you want. And then you could say the creator of the best post will get a specific price. So again, there is an incentive for people to send you this content. This can be super effective if you combine it with the branded hashtag so you can find what people are posting about. Last but certainly not least, simply have a cool brand that people genuinely love. Uh, it, It might be obvious advice, but if you have cool products, if you have a nice brand that people love, they are more likely to create UGC for you than if you have a boring brand and they're not excited about it. It's as simple as that. To finish off the episode, some best practices when it comes to UGC. You always want to credit the original owner and where possible, ask for permission beforehand. If it's just a post that goes out on your socials, like on your organic socials, You can probably get away with just tagging people in the caption or on the image. 
but especially when it comes to using that kind of content for paid ads, you definitely want to get written permission by the original poster that you are allowed to use this content. Otherwise, you can pretty quickly get yourself into some copyright issues. Talking about copyright, let me know if you'd be interested in learning more about you know, copyright and all the legal aspects of marketing on social media, because I would love to bring someone on the podcast who knows about this topic, because obviously it's not my expertise, but I'll only do that if it's something that you're really interested in as well. Use the content strategically. I've already mentioned paid ads in this episode, which is one of the most common use cases for UGC, but you might also want to listen to episode number 58, where I talk about how you can use the PR that you're getting on your social media so you don't waste these profitable opportunities for your brand. PR and UGC, to a certain extent, I would put them in the same bucket because they're both created by someone else who's talking about your brand. And I often see businesses either get some PR or UGC and then not use it properly on their socials. So have a listen to that episode as well. It's a really, really good one. And it can be really useful to just give you some ideas of how you could use that content on your socials. If you would like to have a strategy session with me where we talk specifically about, first of all, how you can get more UGC for your own brand specifically, and then also how you can use that for your content, please find a link to my calendar in the show notes. Also, don't forget to feature the content that you have or that you finally have received through hopefully all the tips that I've given you in this episode. Please don't forget to also feature it in other places than your socials, like your website or your email marketing campaign. Once again, the motto here is make the most of what you have and don't just post it somewhere once and never again. Leverage it as much as possible. As always, I hope this episode was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. As always, you can send me an email or follow me on Instagram and send me a DM there. I'm always happy to answer questions and I'll hear you next time when it's again time to talk socials.